Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jericho can't get out. Hank can't get it up. And Dick? Dick just loves fruitcakes. We're talking DC's Titans. Let's get into it. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? What's up? How are you guys doing? What's up? We are back. This is the DC Titans After Show. We are talking Season 2, Episode 12, called Boss Hawks. And <laughs> that, name, that name is Bohawk, Bohawk. When I wrote it down, <laughs> I, I wrote it like, this Bohawk, we're going to, I guess they wanted it to rhyme. It is Bohawk. I'm, yes. Hey, and I'm glad that you're with me to, to get me right, to keep me in line. <laughs> keep you in check. So, keep me in check. Hey, speaking of keep in check. We have Chauncey K. Robinson here. Hey, How Ryan. are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're home stretch for this Titan season. I know. So it's, like, <laughs> we got, it's, it's almost time, but we got we got to critique it a little bit. And speaking of critiquing, yeah. you, you don't only just critique here. You do it at Rotten Tomatoes as Rotten well. Rotten Tomatoes, certified film and TV critic, yo. That's what's up. <laughs> She's the real deal. The yeah. real deal. But yeah. hey... We got so much going on. Before we get into that, I am your host, Jeff Williams, and we're talking DC's Titans Season 2, Episode 12, called Fauxhawk. And um, there's a lot stuff, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be talking about Rachel and Corey, their bonding, kind of like our best friends are back together. Mm-hmm. They fought, they were fighting together last week. They're doing more talking this week, which yeah. is more emotional, which yes. is it's good to see. It's necessary. a little bit of definitely necessary. Then we have Donna and Dove, them being the two... Um, detectives this week trying to uh, find Gar and go and see what's going on with Cadmus and everything a little bit of Hank he's having a lot of trouble going back down spiraling back down on his on his drugs and man Jason Rose what's going on with them there's a lover squirrel we get to see Rose's backstory see how she actually became part of the team which some of our I think Tehran actually predicted he was he was never on her team and He's proven right, as we see. We got a lot of Slade, Jericho. Slade just has a lot of family issues in this episode. Yes. And we can't even forget our main character, Dick Grayson. And what we now see is hopefully going to be Nightwing. So <laughs> Finally. Th- finally. After, <laughs> after 12 episodes of teasing it, we finally get... You mean Him like almost 24 yes. episodes? Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> season one, we had to go through this. We were supposed to see that at the end of season one. <laughs> and we, we technically we didn't see it at the end of this episode. So yeah, yeah. We saw him look at it. Yeah. But hey, that's for another episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but before we get into all that, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? I thought, you know, this episode things are. Pay- I, I I appreciate it that things happened this episode. I just wish that they had happened sooner. I just feel like you know we had this episode where. The next episode is the season finale. And I feel like this stuff could have been happening maybe four or five episodes ago. And we could have been building on this stuff that was happening here. And I just, I mean, I think this episode for me just drove home the fact that this season has been very uneven when it comes to the pacing. But it also, this episode showed the real um, potential 
when like when there's episodes like with uh, Corey and Dick's fight with Deathstroke some episodes ago and this particular one when there's uh, episodes where it's really strong it's great mm-hmm. but when there's episodes where the pacing is not great it's like mm, so much potential so this was an okay episode for me above oh, okay okay above okay <laughs> yeah I gotta go I gotta be with you on that one it's above okay it had a lot of great moments because it was leading to this this final battle that's that we're gonna see with Dick and the whole Titans against Deathstroke and maybe Rose we don't know if Rose is gonna be whose side she's gonna be on because we know she's going back to San Francisco but to which team. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, the whole episode was, it was a lead-up episode. I always thought the pre- um, the episode before the finale is the one that's like the biggest fight, the bigger episode. But yeah. I'm hoping it wasn't because this was a great episode, but I'm hoping we see more fights in the next episode. Um, we got a lot of backstory with um, Rose. We got a grata, a grata, a lot, a, a words are. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hard. We got a lot of um, good moments with Rachel and Corey. And, um, yeah, it'll be just good to see. But um, starting at, with Rachel and Corey, we get to see them kind of be more realistic, um, be more real with each other, and kind of talk about what's going on. We actually get to see Corey kind of break that wall because she's always had that, like, stone-cold wall against with everybody. And we get to see the real part of her. And it was cool to see. And did you were you expecting that between them two? Well, with Corey, I don't I don't necessarily agree that it's always been stone cold. I feel like she's been playful. I feel mm-hmm. like up to this point she's kind of not like this rich girl who kind of like gets to live her life, but more like um, this idea of someone who doesn't take things super seriously mm-hmm. all the time. Like she doesn't let life get her down. And I think what we saw with this episode was that she, and in the previous episode, mm-hmm. that she's kind of in a down a downward spiral a little bit. I don't want to say downward. She's in a spiral mm-hmm. a little bit, and she doesn't know what to do. Her powers are on the fritz, and what we're seeing is. Someone who was able to let things kind of kind of flow off her back and kind of being the one to tell other people things would be okay. Like she would tell Dick, you know, it's okay, mm-hmm. everything's going to be great. And we're seeing that that's not happening for her right now. So what I'm concerned about, and I, I love seeing Rachel be there for her. I thought that worked. And hopefully we'll see more of the other cast that she's been there for be there for her as well. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we get a little bit more of that. But it was it was something to see. I, I enjoyed that because yeah. it's necessary for Corey to get that, like that vulnerability. Yeah, and it, it was almost like a big sister, younger sister type of dynamic because like at first they were yelling at each other, mm-hmm. saying the worst things they can say, and then realizing like, okay, that actually hit hard. Yeah. And then seeing Corey... I guess you like like you said it wasn't really a, a stone cold wall stone cold wall. I feel like it was more or less she wanted to be in control. Yes, control. And, That's a and perfect word. This she's she hasn't been ever since her sister has pretty been brought back into her life. She's lost all control of her family, her home life. And now she's starting to lose, like, control of her powers. So there's a lot of things that's going on that she can't control. And it's almost taking her spiraling back to where she started when she didn't know even what her real name was. Yeah. So it's it's a lot to see. And it's great to see um, Rachel there with her. Yeah. And I think what we've also seen 
in the past two seasons is a lot of focus on, and that's fine, a lot of focus on Dick and his, you know, inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad that we're seeing glimpses of seeing that with Corey finally, or just a different character a little bit. Like, let's, and I've been saying, let's give Dick a, like, a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Let's give Grayson a little bit of a break when it comes to the uh, internal brooding forever epic um, that he sometimes gets put on. And let's give it to someone else. Not that I want to see Corey brooding, but I do want to see an exploration of her things. I mean, she came from a whole different planet like her family's dead now her mm-hmm. sister basically wants to take over everything I mean that's epic stuff and I'm glad that we're seeing the seeds of that finally happening and it was nice to see Rachel I know there have been times when I've talked about Rachel's maturity mm-hmm and the lack thereof when it comes to some of the decisions she makes but it was nice that she she's always been very pers- like perceptive mm-hmm. of other people's emotions and it was nice that they were able to have it's very much it drives home what we saw in the first season of family like we got that family dynamic again i felt like that was a little lost this season a little bit yeah. i don't know how if you Definitely. felt no I, I feel the same way and it was great to see that it's like she's starting to realize like wait these are my like these are my family i need to protect these people and stuff hurts but it was she saw that it was her family there, but, like, why is it taking so long for her to go after Gar when she knows that Gar's in trouble? Yeah. That's the, that's the part. I was like, he's your family, too. And if you're being realistic about it, Gar being in trouble or Dick being in trouble, Dick can handle himself. He's more apt to handle himself. And Gar, he's younger. She's closer. Well, I don't know if she's closer to him, but, like, she should know that that's probably option A for going to help people. Well. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily because I do feel like with Rachel, although I don't know if that's a romance anymore or not with Gar, I also feel like um, she's always been very close to Dick in the sense Mm -hmm. of like she saw him out in season one. And I feel like with her dream, she couldn't deny that necessarily. I mean, yes, I do agree to some extent that they've kind of stunted the Rachel-Gar relationship a bit Mm -hmm. this season. I don't know why necessarily, but I feel like in in that particular regard, it made sense that they went after Dick. I'm just glad that they did decide, or Corey decided, that Mm -hmm. they were going to go to San Francisco because... My dick and Corey Hart was a little bit like, oh my gosh, I would. I really was a little annoyed last episode where they broke the door down and he wasn't there. I'm like, can I get a dick and Corey interaction <laughs> like once this season? Um, but it made sense that she kind of, we saw her loyalty. We saw both her and Rachel's loyalty to him to want to go after him. Mm-hmm. But then they made a decision of, you know, clearly he don't want to be saved. So yeah. it was good they're going back. Yeah, and I was, I had the same frustrations like, couldn't he, like, say, hey, thank you for coming out there and saving me. Thank you for doing all this. And then, no, uh, he's like, nope, I'm just not there. But it kind of, <laughs> it kind of made sense because if, if they would have had that easy, hey, thank you, it would they wouldn't have been in an argument in this episode. Like, there wouldn't have been so many things that made sense for this episode. Yeah. So I was like, I get it. But also, I was frustrated about last episode. Yeah, it's like Gracie and Ryan has said in the chat, what's up, y'all, in the chat, that basically they've stunted most of the characters this season a little mm-hmm. bit when it comes to some of the progress that was made last season. I definitely agree with that. I don't know yeah. if, if no, like, 100%. I feel like some of the characters have been stunted. Just in the things that started in the first season, relationships and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like we didn't see a build on top of that in most of those situations. New things were thrown at us, which, you know, we saw this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, we got... We got a little bit more, like, with Hank and um, with Rose, obviously. But there's been a lot of stuff that were stunted. But, like you said, Rachel and Corey, they needed to be there. They needed to um, be there for Dick and go find him. 
oh, wow, now they're going to San Francisco and trying to hunt down Gar mm. because he's in trouble. And he's not the only one that's hunting down Gar. We have Don, Don and Donna yeah. tag teaming, finding <laughs> um, finding who they need, or finding Dove, or not finding Dove, finding Gar. Yes. Trying to. What what was your feelings when you saw that there was just them two? And it was the- cute. I mean, you know, they have a cute dynamic. It was nice to, first of all, it was nice to see them actually doing some work mm-hmm. in the sense of, I'm not saying, that, I'm not saying don't kill me in the comments that they don't do work, but yeah. more so seeing them actually on a mission. I mean, it's kind of what Tehran has said in a couple, like we all had said yeah. a few episodes ago, is that they haven't saved anybody this mm-hmm. season. Like they haven't gone on missions and things like that. It's been this overarching, you know, arc with, um, with Deathstroke, and so it was nice to see them actually on a mission, and so you got to see the potential of these characters, mm-hmm. because I've been frustrated with Dawn and Donna this season, very much so. I felt like Donna was made to be super, like, emo, you know, no offense to the emo people, but, like, just, like, super, like, just down in the dumps constantly, which was not what we got in the first season of her spunkiness and her kind of sass. And with Dawn, I just felt like she was more of a love interest for the characters of Hank and in the past, for Dick. And so it was nice to see them do kind of some, you know, do some work and see these characters as heroes as they are. Definitely. I like, we never, like you said, we never really get to see them fighting. We never really get to see them using all their skills that we know they mm-hmm. are. And to an extent, they kind of got lowered when, like, we see um, Donna, like, fighting. And we know that she can handle herself, but not really shown throughout the television show. So, like, it's good to see them at least doing something more them using their powers them out doing missions helping people or trying to but you see that donna or yeah don is with donna mm-hmm. and that means that hank is by himself and we see a little bit more of like hank's story which we haven't really got to see we they kind of mentioned it a little bit with the drugs and everything but now it's, it's all on front like they sh- they show everything they show him dealing with with losing Do- dove and everything and how did you feel when you saw that? I think Hank's a fun character. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't think he needs all the fo- I don't think him and, or Don need all the focus that they got this season to a certain degree. And I think uh, it was funny seeing him not being able to keep it up in various ways in the, <laughs> in the scene. Yep. Um, and the cage fight, I'm a big fan of wrestling, WWE and, you know, AEW and all that. You know, I love it. And so that was cool. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it but at the same time I was kind of like this was another aspect that didn't need to be this episode the episode mm-hmm. right before the finale I'm like this should have been maybe somewhere in between season one and season two him and him and Dawn broke up and then he ended up doing cage fighting and stuff and then he finds his way back to her and the team or something that could have been that plot line yep. then and yet somehow it's episode 12 <laughs> yeah like I, I agree with you. I love I love the whole scene. It almost brought me back to Arrow. I don't know if you watched that on the C- yeah, yeah. the CWs. Some of his like best moments, in my opinion, are when they go back to the gritty, the cage fighting, the, that style, which they actually recently got back to in this season as well with his daughter. But um, I love that style. It's more gritty. It's more real life. And you see him dealing with like mental, not mental issues, but like dealing with his mental and dealing with himself and doing all that. So it was, it was great to see. But I hate that it was in episode twelve. They mentioned they mentioned the drugs and they mentioned him going down that that line again early in this season. I want to say like episode two or three when it was him and Dove in the basement. 
they could have used that episode to show some of that. Yeah. Just a little bit. We don't need the whole 20 minute feel of what we get, what we got. Yeah. I love him. It, it makes me care about that character more, but just the timing was not there. Yeah. I mean, there was just a, 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 this aspect where it was just like, why are we exploring this now? And I find it very hard to believe that he's going to kick his habit. Like, he's a regular human, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a strong guy. He's a fighter, but he's not like a superhero in that sense of like, meta powers so it's kind of like am i supposed to believe that somehow in episode 13 that he's like i'm just gonna quit cocaine again you know he's putting that on his gums like he was full-fledged this episode and it was just kind of like so i'm supposed to believe he's gonna do a 180 and if he does do a 180 it's kind of like what was the point of Mm -hmm. this plot line if if it's if it's just going to be like two episodes of him having a spiral it's like did they just need to give him something to do it's kind of like what ivan soto said in the chat you know with the fans joining us here where it's kind of like this idea of it's kind of boring in Mm -hmm. a way boring and I I agree with that to a certain degree but I also think it's not so much that it's boring I enjoyed the cave scene but it's like is it necessary that's my word I want to use is it necessary what happened even to add on to that and I didn't think about it until you said that if they do if he does do a 180 just think about all the people that want to watch this for like realism (laughs) Like, like on a serious note, if you see someone go from being a drug addict to not to like relapsing and then just like totally being okay and kicking butt the next yeah. episode, that's not real. That's not that doesn't show real people's lives because real people struggle with that yeah. and you don't become the best version of yourself the next day. Especially going on a binger, he's gonna have to go to rehab for a bit. But it seems yeah. like he's gonna be probably fighting next episode. I'm yeah, just like, I guess what is, he's like, what was the point? Give me, give me my suit back. I did that. Like, dog, you blacked <laughs> out. You had lines everywhere. Like. Right? How are you just gonna like pop up and be ready? Like, I know a lot of people, <laughs> even with a hangover, how <laughs> right? are you gonna pop up and be ready the next morning? <laughs> right? Like, oh, they need me. I gotta fight. Now, I could, like I said, I could understand that if he had superpowers, like the Flash, mm-hmm. he can't get drunk unless there's like some special serum yep. that, you know, that is given to him and then he can get drunk or something like that. But most, you know, superpowers, you know, they can, they have a bit of a tolerance. That's one of the things about Hank and Dawn to a certain degree that they're humans, you know, and that they deal with real stuff and real anger and things of that nature. So just the idea, I feel like it kind of cheapens his journey that they made him go on this one off. And I'm like, did they just need him and Dawn to be away from each other for a bit? Like... Yeah, and I, I hope this sets up for more. Maybe, like, he goes to rehab next season and we kind of see what him him struggle with that. I don't want to see that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm trying to be hopeful because I, I agree with you. I don't want to see it, but maybe maybe that he did that during the summer. Yes. He's like, hey, during that summer break. Can you that- imagine? <laughs> Jeff, do not give them any ideas. We do not need a whole episode of Hank in rehab, No, nah, in the summer. In the summer. <laughs> Writers, if you heard me, <laughs> dude, in if the you're summer, listening, like you know, like before hey, season three, what were you doing last season? Knowing uh, our luck, they give us a whole flashback episode of that. Tell us it happened, and then we get a whole flashback episode of Hank in rehab. Uh, if we're if it's anything like season one and two, we are getting a whole episode, and it's going to be in the later part of season three, in the most randomest spot, <laughs> right? Episode 12, the penultimate episode. Oh, yeah, y'all also want to know where Hank was doing in rehab? Speaking of the most randomest spots, Gar, for, for me, it seemed like Gar, not to jump too far, but yeah. Gar was in um, jumping in random spots, attacking people. And I at first, I thought it was, like, the fake simulator yeah, part. Yeah, simulation. But, like... He was talking to his, what it seemed to be like his crush, or maybe she was crushing on him, the barista, at the barista barista thing, and then he just like turns on as soon as the music hits again. What did you think about that, and what do you think is like, 
the purpose of all this? Well, I mean, like we saw with Donna and Don when they were talking to, I think his name was Walter mm-hmm. from Cadmus, and and also it was pointed out in the chat that uh, there might have been a little bit of slip when it comes to Donna's lasso. Like, her lasso, as Ivan Soto was saying, it's supposed to be the lasso of persuasion, not truth. Oh, so, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe she persuaded him to tell the truth. Uh, loopholes. But, like, <laughs> uh, what Walter did say with that was the fact of that it's part of phase one, and we don't really know what phase two is, although mm-hmm. I do think that has something to do with Connor. I'm just wondering what's the big game here for Mercy Graves, right? Because it's like, you know, she she focused in on Gar and like I was saying last week, I was like, okay, he can turn into animals, but is that going to be any match for like Rachel or any match yeah. for Corey of all things? Like Corey could burn him to a crisp. What is that going to do for, like why is he part of phase one? What What is the goal here? Like uh, I don't yeah. think Titans haven't like we've just been saying, they don't save anybody <laughs> yet. They have not done that. So I don't think they could be seen as a threat to Mercy Graves or to Lex Luthor at this point. So why do they need phase one and phase two for Titans who they don't they haven't done anything? Exactly. And they're <laughs> te- I mean, yes, they are going after Gar like to get him, but they're not really attacking Cadmus. They're not yeah. really worried about Cadmus to an extent. <laughs> like they're worried about Deathstroke. And like he's yeah. the main villain. So it's like it's kind of, why is there a secondary main villain? Yeah, why is there so much focus on this? Like, why is Cadmus, why is, like, like I got went Con- with Connor going, with them coming into Connor's thing, yes, the Titans were kind of pulled into that world of Lex Luthor and Superman and stuff, but now that they have Connor back, why is there still a focus? Why is Mercy Graves and them even focusing on the Titans it's, in any kind of way? It's almost like they, they were trying to lead up to, like, a Lex Luthor being the big bad for next season, and then yeah. switching it, so, like, they're like, oh, we still have this storyline in here, we gotta use it. <laughs> Which is what we kind of heard with the rumors and the, the well, the confirmation pretty much like that happened in the last couple weeks that it was supposed to be somewhat Lex Luthor as the main villain Mm -hmm. but it seems like it's not going to be that way. I'm actually happy with who they're most likely choosing but this you're definitely right on that that this episode seemed like it was leading to him being kind of the build up for it. And I I hope they do a Trigon on him and just like, oh, kill him off, or not kill him off but like as in grab both Connor and Gar (laughs) back without having a big fight or whatever so they can do that in the first 10 minutes and then get on to Deathstroke okay I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit I do not want what happened with Trigon to happen again I thought that was so anticlimactic and I just (laughs) I cannot like this big old dude and like the we got the last 10 minutes because there was some kind of plot switch (laughs) and then he was gone like can we like let's build up and let's like see it through like I'm at this point, do you, we only got one episode, so how can we see two different big bads through? I need, I need, mm, okay. I need one of them to be like the Trigon, and I'm saying I'd rather Cadmus because that's a that's more of a short term, less of a threat than than Deathstroke. Okay, I I kind of see that, but I'm also leaning towards the fact that we've been doing this overarching thing a bit too long for Titans. I think they need to get to the point where they go on missions, and Facts. I think I think it works well for Doom Patrol. Like just to talk about another DC Universe show that I really truly love. I truly love Doom Patrol because they had an arc, right? They had a big, and I, they actually did save people. But like with Titans, I just feel like they need to have many arcs going on. I think they need to have it like, oh, this episode, someone's attacking Colorado. I don't know. <laughs> random but like you know and let's go to Colorado and have stuff happen there a little bit more than what they've been doing with this overarch mm-hmm. because it I think we've seen this just doesn't work for them yeah as well pacing wise 
like they they saw they see what the CW does where like baddie of the week and all this like who's the bad guy of this week they're like <laughs> oh no we're not going to do that we're going to do total opposite and the timing has not worked they might want to take a note from the DC from yeah. the CW show yeah. and do baddies like you like baddies you said. of the week it's okay like you're a tie-in show with an ensemble cast that you makes know sense. it's like you have an ensemble cast this would be a great way for the ensemble cast to have different things without the way they've been trying to show it which is this idea of you know let's go into so and so's back story for a whole episode let's no let's have action happen and let mm. them go on missions and action happens with the characters true you know well we need more action but other than hopefully there's more action that yeah, yeah. next episode but like there wasn't more epi- action later in the episode all we did was find out more backstory but more backstory we moved backwards and we moved backwards with rose oh, and man. rose and, and jason and it, it was I don't know how to feel about how, how he reacted because I get he's frustrated, but he asked for the truth and he got the truth. And like, Jason, you can't handle the truth, I guess, because you ran out and you were upset. What, did, what were you feeling about the backstory and then like his reaction to that? I appreciate that we've seen a little bit more of a vulnerable Jason this season a little bit like he's not just the smart behind guy or whatever but with that I will say I felt like he's being so ungrateful not to Rose I don't really care about Rose (laughs) but he's being so ungrateful to the rest of everyone else to Batman to Bruce who took him in of course and to and to Grayson you know to I mean because in the beginning of that we saw that he got a text from Rachel and saying like all hands on deck and he's like well they've never like what are you doing like you, what what what's your goal here like yeah. first of all whose credit card do you have because it's like well how, well, how are y'all spending money i'm pretty sure you're still on bruce's dime mm-hmm. you know and you don't want to help out when stuff is going down somewhere like you have gotten so wrapped i'm telling you i i, I stick by what i said that rose is like his first girl ever mm-hmm. for all of his flirting that he's ever done i feel Making like i think she broke his virginity I think she took his virginity or something. But, like, because he is way too beat right now. Like, he's just forgotten about his whole life. When he, when he said breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm like, dog, I'm watching and you're too clingy. Like, back up. Right. <laughs> like, not only did he, like, let me let me go on my knees. I want to make this for you every right? day of my life. I'm like, dog, back, like, get back in the kitchen. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, did she... She must have hit it right, I guess. Like, dang. She put it on him. Oh, my God. Got his nose wide open. Like, Like, wide open. Yeah, like Eric Jordan saying in the chat, like, Jason's story is sad right now. Yeah. It's sad because it's like he's, I'm not going to call him pathetic. I'm just going to say he's kind of forgotten, like, like that kind of spunk that we got in season one, we lost. And I, I got that it was replaced with the vulnerability, but I feel like because it was transferred onto this Rose character, who mm-hmm. we just now met, you know, this season, it just doesn't ring true. And it just seems like a way to have him away from the team. Yeah. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. He's seeming ungrateful. It was fine. Rose's story, I felt like we didn't need all those scenes about her backstory. I feel yeah. like maybe she could have just told Jason and be like, hey, you know, my father put me up to this. Because we already had the phone call the previous episode, right? Yeah. So we knew. So why did we need the, the scene? You, you know what even makes it worse? <laughs> you remember when she was in the room and she saw the, the um, disc or whatever that said, oh, this is my brother's. This is his handwriting. How'd you know that's your brother's handwriting? You didn't even know who he was until exactly. after he was dead. And then, as bad as that sounds, but you, <laughs> but like real, you didn't Cold know. Cold blooded. Like you didn't know who he was until he was dead. How do you know what his handwriting looked like? 
I mean, technically, you can look at some journals, but, like, just the timing didn't make sense. It kind of devalues her being mad for, for that reason. Well, I got to give you your kudos, though, because from the very beginning of the season, you were the one that said Rose was a plant. Look. Like, and I didn't believe. I was just like, maybe she really just has this. She was late. And as through when it started happening, I was like, okay, maybe. But you were the one from the beginning who was like, no, this don't add up. It's and, too convenient. And like, So kudos, Jeff. I appreciate it. But, like, Slade <laughs> so pretty much said it. He's one for saving people. Him, just like Batman. They need to be saving that person that they kind of see themselves yeah. in her, in themselves, or see themselves in that person. And Slade, Slade knew that and mm-hmm. abused it. Yeah. And my thing is, like, Slade, what are you doing? Because you're like, oh, I don't like you. I'm not even going to look at you. Just like, um, do you want any money? Are you leaving? Like, why are you here? <laughs> and then the next day, it's like, oh, get in my car. I actually love you. Here's my son that died. Like, Dog, you're playing, you just flipped a switch, and, like, it's not true. It's not no. genuine. And I, I honestly don't think that um, Rose is going to fall for that. I feel like what we saw and what we've been seeing, and, of course, we'll talk about it with Jericho and Slade, is that Jericho was Slade's main favorite child. He didn't know anything about Rose, and I think all of this, I think Rose has been a tool to him. You know, I don't think there's real love there, and I think that's why he dismissed her at first, but then he saw her as... You know, like a as tool. a means to an end. Yeah. He basically dismissed her, but then he saw the Titans were back together. Like, oh, I need you now. Like, oh, can you help me out here? You know, kind of a deal. And so I think in that regard, maybe she'll wake up to that. Or maybe she has woken up to that. You know, I can't, I don't really believe that it's this idea of like, oh, the Titans have showed me family. Because honestly, no one really liked her in that house either. No. Except Jason. So that wouldn't ring necessarily true to me. But I do see her seeing that it's like, here's a way that I can use my powers for good. And maybe I don't want to just use it for a small vendetta. Yeah. So in that regard, I can care about roles. But once again, I think there was too much emphasis on her character this season, too. Yeah, I 100%, 100% agree. And it's like, at this point, who do you team up with? Because technically the Titans lied at the beginning. They did come up. They did tell you the truth. But Slade has never told you the truth. He was never around. Technically, he was there financially, but that's not that's not being a father. Yeah, that's, that's not being love. around. Yeah, and he's only using you, and you know that to kill genuine people because now she's been around him, so she knows that they're not just out here to kill people. She know she's starting to find out the truth about her brother, and once she actually finds the truth, how will she react? Because I don't I don't think she knows everything yet, right? Or does she? No, no, Dick told her. Yeah. So she knows everything about the, the truth. Yeah, she was around. So and, it yeah, and it's being asked, and it's being asked by those following, um, you know, whether or not we thought it was out of, like, out of nowhere that she was a plant. But like I said, Jeff, you saw it from Jump, and it we was, did see him. It hints. was timely. Yeah. It, it was so timely that, like, he got there at the same time that yeah. she needed help. And it's like, oh, wait, that's his daughter. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's just too many. Too many hands, you know. And for for all of them, I mean, well, they, they also said she shouldn't be here. There's a lot of people that, that disagree with <laughs> Dick, Dick and Dick is like, no, she's going to stay. And that's it. It's like, no, nah, like. Yeah. There, and, was, there was too many things that add up. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's one of those things. Maybe it's history repeating itself a little bit with the whole thing with Rose. Uh, like, just like. Well, they sought Jericho out, but even once both Jericho and Rose got to be around the Titans, they saw that this is a genuine group. They don't mm-hmm. save anybody yet, but this is a <laughs> genuine group of people, and they don't deserve whatever like negative thing their father of Rose and, and Jericho is trying to give them. So yeah. in that case, Jericho's downfall, so, I mean Jericho, uh, Deathstroke's downfall so far has been his his thirst for revenge and hardship and like 
you know, killing has made it so his children pull away from him. You know, that's the tragedy of his character right now. And his, I mean, like his daughter, his son is pulling away even in his mind. He's, like, going as far as trying to get his dad killed by physically moving his body into the the bus that was the oncoming bus. So we see that Jericho is alive to an extent. Yeah. Um, He's he's in um, Slade's body. My only question is, how does one get out of that situation? Because his body is gone. Mm-hmm. He has, I mean, he was stabbed. Jericho's body is gone. I don't know what they did. They may have put him in a coffin or something. Um, yeah, it's decayed. Probably yeah. is gone. So, like, how physically does he get out of there? And then it doesn't even seem like Slade is trying to get out. So, it's not like he really cares that much about Jericho. Yeah. I wonder, did you, do you, I mean, what's the theory you think of the fact of, how Jericho was able to go in his body and not say, like, you know, Dick's body. Because it's like, do you think it's because they have the same DNA and, like, stuff like that? Because he's been able to join into other people's bodies before, and he had to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I wonder, like, as soon as he jumped into Slade's body, did he, like, think that, like, did Slade, like, immediately trap him? Because mm. he's been able to jump into people's body. Maybe not back out to his mm-hmm. body's body's dead, but maybe, like, when Slade was walking around, why not jump into the next person I or just, the next person? I kind of assumed it was like, hey, you have to go back to your own body and then use your powers oh, to jump into okay. another. Kind of like a, a doorway. I mean, yeah. like like a doorway. Like, hey, you got to go back home and then jump into another person's Okay, so body. you think it's not ability to, like, because you think it's because, like, his, his, his body was his home base. Yeah. And since he no longer has a home base, he can't jump out yeah. to jump back in somebody? That's, that's my okay. thing on it because, like, if not, that just means Jericho is only a uh, spirit in the fact that he's never had a actual body. Yeah. Because if you could just jump from jump, you could be anybody at any time and just say you're Jericho. So yeah. that, that was my thing on it. He needed his body to jump. So that's why I don't know how he can still be alive. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering because like other people have been saying, it's like why not just jump to a new body? That's why I'm thinking Slade trapped him in there. Like yeah. maybe it's because of Slade's powers and mental capabilities mm-hmm. himself that Slade didn't let him jump into anyone else. Because we saw it in the beginning of this episode, he was trying to break out, yeah. but not. It didn't seem like he was trying to break out to get out of Slade's body. He was breaking out to get control of Slade's body. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is that one in the same? Like, is it like he? can't leave and he can't control so he's just stuck in that white room you know which is torture Mm -hmm. to a way right you know having to look through this guy's eyes see him as the monster killing things and like that and i just wonder with as much as slade has tried to be in the beginning at least when we saw that backstory episode of trying to be a loving father to jericho did it seem a little out of nowhere that it was like he was willing to just like trap him there and say my gift to you is to take out the titans but it's like the titans were then dormant for like five years so it's like then you kept your son in your body so why haven't you been trying to figure out a way to make it so your son can live again like i'm just like it doesn't doesn't make sense yeah it's kind of out of character for what we've seen a slade so far i think he's honestly every time he tries to be a good father or say i'm doing this for you he he even gets called out and said no you're not you're doing it for yourself yeah but i think it's all a lie i think every i think it's him being lying to um to his daughter to his son and to anybody that he needs honestly because his actions say the total opposite thing for five years you don't have to worry about the Titans, but you know you have your son in your ear or in your head. Work to get to, get, get him, him out. out. Work to save his life. 
Don't just trap him in there. So there's yeah. no, there is no love. If you're trapping somebody in there for five years, there's no love there. And I so think, you think it's the character, right? Not necessarily the writing itself being kind of a, a loose end? Because I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a loose end. See, like, why for five years haven't... Why wouldn't he try to get him into a different body? I'm not going to say <laughs> it's not the writing because okay. there has been so many evidence where it has been the writing. Yeah. I think my mind is just more hopeful. Yes, you're I'm very like, hopeful. You know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find point A to point B. How in the world did we get there? And I just found a way. I think that's where okay. I was at, kind All of right. pulling straws. I feel like it's a little bit of a, of a, of a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> There I just is. find it very hard to believe but. he is not. With everything at his arsenal and everything he knew about himself, that he wouldn't be trying to get his son in another body all this time just seems weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense yeah. at all. You know what, <laughs> uh, what didn't make sense to me, well, on top of that, was when Dick went to the shoe store and they were talking about fruitcakes the whole no! time. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about fruitcakes and I just didn't understand. It was a dope moment in that, like, one who they didn't really talk about who he was. Yeah, they kind of they kind of told him that he knows Batman or Bruce yeah. Wayne, so that was cool. But like at first, he sounded like a, a broke up girlfriend about his yeah. suit. I'm like, did they have some kind of lover squirrel? <laughs> like this, y'all need a room? Like what's going on? He's like, um, we all know you like fruit cakes or something like that, and brought out a fruit cake, liked the thing. I'm like, dog, it's a suit. You built it to get shot at to yeah. do things. If it burns, <laughs> it burns. Yeah. I- understood Stu's point though mm-hmm. because like Rob Robin <laughs> Grayson Dick he basically chose to burn the suit yeah. like he chose to burn the suit mm-hmm. it's a little different right it's not like he got caught in a fire yeah. oh I had to take it off sorry man it was like no this is no longer because you know when it happened we all thought that was so symbolic and mm-hmm. we also thought Nightwing suit was coming like the next episode but it wasn't <laughs> uh, but us. we thought it was such an epic moment because it's like yes he's burned <clears> suit but none of us thought like who actually went <laughs> through the work to make that suit you know like somebody made that suit you just burned all their work so I, I thought it was kind of cute yeah. that it kind of came back around of like we don't think about in the superhero world that who makes these suits for these people right because <laughs> like oh nope i need a new suit whip that up real quick i got it in the yeah. next scene and no so, one's like, i mean if i was a suit maker and i made really cool suits like that i'd be kind of annoyed mm-hmm. I, it kind of reminds me of cisco yeah. on the flash you know he makes all this work he cares about his suits that's always the joke you know what i did what i did love on top of that is how like the other characters in that um I guess cave or whatever you want to call it. They were also kind of giving them shade as well. I was like, oh, so you just like burning things now? And then <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. just give him a couple jabs. Yeah, they knew he was coming, but you got to You got to kind of give him tough love. I'm like, hey. We actually worked to do this, so I, I agree with you 100% on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it was cute, because I was like, yeah, there is somebody behind this suit that makes this stuff, and you're just mm-hmm. kind of burning their workmanship because you're having your brooding phase, yeah, like, it's like, rude. <laughs> it's like, diva. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, there was that, that was cool to see, and we kind of finally get to where we need to be, and that is to yeah. the suit, to, the, um, to see Nightwing. And I hope that is, we're going to see it next episode if we don't. You know, we're boycotting. <laughs> that's that's a different that's a different discussion for hopefully for next week. But before before we get into um, the special segment, and everything I want to talk about how he he did go talk to Slade's wife. I don't yes. want to forget about that. Was it was kind of interesting to me because her dynamic changed. Mm-hmm. She knew that um, Jericho's in his body. She knew that Slade's in the other room. But she seemed too calm for me to be there. And then now she's like, I knew you were coming. That's why I got the water. And then she seemed nice and she wanted him to help. Like, why didn't you say this earlier? I just didn't understand that whole situation. Well, Slade wasn't in the house then, was he? The, 
Not this, this time. time. I think maybe that was it. Maybe it was that she had to put on a front because of Slade's such hatred that he's transferred from himself about killing Jericho to these characters. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe she was putting up a front, you know, and this time I think maybe she felt like, okay, you're actually going to do something. You're going to save my son now. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, Jericho's mom really loved him. You know, that's, I mean, that's the one tragic figure in this whole situation. She did nothing wrong. She loved her son. She tried to protect him. And she's been in, caught in the midst of this Titans versus Slade dynamic. And she lost her, her child. So I think, I think she sees that there's potential for her, her son to finally be free. And I think she sees a hero and 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 Dick and maybe she feels like he's finally going to like step up to really earn that forgiveness mm-hmm. that he asked for previously. Yeah, and like you can still see that she has not hatred for him, but not uh, not love. It's not always love there. And, yeah, of course not. And there's not going to be, but because she knows that at the end of the day, they're both him, uh, Dick Grayson, and Slade are both in control and kind of not in control, but they're also to do with the death of her son. Yeah. So like. She, in my opinion, the only reason she was still with Slade is because she knows Jericho's there. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that she's even talking to Dick is mm-hmm. because she knows that Dick might be able to save Jericho. She's a mother on a mission. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I'm just dealing with you. I don't love you. I have nothing for you except I got a mission for you. That's yeah. it. I lost my son and all of this superhero mumbo-jumbo y'all been doing, and I want him back. Yeah, and hopefully Nightwing does because I'm I'm speaking into existence. Nightwing we're getting him. He's gonna take out um, Slade. I don't know how in the world Jericho's coming back. They psh, they gonna bring a dead body back to life. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna <laughs> like, work. Maybe like, he'll find a different body. body. <laughs> like, I will say, I love this build up to Nightwing. I really do. At the end of the day, though, Dick is still human, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like this real w- crazy build up that he's gonna be. He has to be the one to kill death. Like. Does he though? And like she's like, I heard you have special powers and you're able to do I'm like, what did you hear? Like, I know he's like really good at fighting yeah. and like acrobats, but like my guy like I mean, there's super Corey. boy and like Corey yeah. and Raven. Like, Why'd you hear about this guy? Like, you know, like it's a little like we and I think Who that's the where, story. Yeah, I think that's where the misplacement of this build up to Nightwing for a whole nother season got misplaced. I feel like mm-hmm. we could have had that at the end of season one because there's this build up like only Nightwing can build can beat that show. But that's not true, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's honestly storylines. Uh, power-wise, that's just not true. But we built up this storyline. Like, yes, he has to for his own self. I feel like Dick has to finally do this for himself. Mm-hmm. But let's be real here. Someone else could have taken him out a minute ago. Yeah, thank you. It's like, that, just, <laughs> it, that doesn't make sense. And she was almost the dope of this week. Yeah. <laughs> she, and that leads us into our special segment. And who, what did, I always want to say, <laughs> you I always like, who, who's the dope of the week? That but wasn't it, that Barry wasn't, Smart. That wasn't Barry Smart. <laughs> Chauncey. Go! <laughs> who was our week's dummy of the day? <laughs> dummy of the day. You know, I, it's kind of a mixture for me. I'm going to say I feel like Jason Todd a little bit just because he he was so blindsided by love, love lust or whatever, mm-hmm. first timers and stuff that he couldn't see, you know, what the issue was. And and I know I'm this is a little controversial, but I kind of see I think it was also Jericho. 
a little bit. I think, you know, him jumping into his father's body after seeing everything that happened was not the smartest thing. I know I'm going to get roasted for that. but Because yeah. it's like, yeah, he's dying. What else can he do? But, like, I mean. <laughs> Go backwards. Hit, it, hit up Dick. <laughs> hit up Dick. Or just float for a bit, you know? I don't know. Check out, like, hey, like, where should I, where should I yeah, land Yeah, let at? me go somewhere, you know? I feel that. Like, I feel that. Yeah. Because that was not smart. No. Going, going into, into the mind of uh, not only your dad, but, like, a villain, uh, a killer, you know, someone that has your power, not your powers, but powers and are stronger. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, so I get, I, he had a knife in him. <laughs> Couldn't think too straight. Oh God! Uh, I guess we're going with you. Like, yeah. So he's he's definitely that really wasn't that smart. Yeah. And um, for me, I gotta go. I mean, I'm gonna go with Donna and Dove. And oh, really? I just don't think it was smart that they try to go take down because they talked about how we're gonna just take down Cadmus, us two. True. If they learned any, well, I just don't understand because you talk about Dick um, going off doing all these things by himself. How about you take your own words and get the team together, whatever team you have left, because you don't want to get Hank. He's off doing drugs for no reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They decided to leave Corey and and Rachel. I'm like, it's just like, take your own advice, get the team together of sorts, because you're not going to take down a a military base or whatever Cadmus is and their power. Exactly. You're not going to take it down with just two people. I agree with you on that. That actually, that makes a lot of sense. So that was, I was like, I literally go down, I was like, you're going to take it down by yourself? Why? Like, where are the rest of the people? Like, like, you got Donna, who was beaten up by Slade not too long ago. And then you got Don who has no powers. Like, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> She's like, we got this. Do, do we, though? Do we? Do we, do though? We? <laughs> uh, funny enough, Eric Jordan, actually, in the chat, said that Hank was the dummy of this episode mm. for not wearing a condom during that hookup. My God. <laughs> For what reason? And then, not only that, he's been, he was dummy for wearing his superhero suit yes. in a cage. Yes. Oh, yeah, so so Honorable Hulk. mention Hank. <laughs> yeah, it was like honorable mention. Not only that, he was stealing stuff with his suit. Right, I guess he wasn't stealing stuff with his suit. He was selling his suit so he could get <laughs> drugs. I'm like, dog, you just stayed being dumb the whole episode. Yeah. So he, There's honorable mention. There's a lot mention. of dumb stuff this episode, <laughs> I guess. There's a lot of dummies this week. <laughs> But hey, we'll see who's dummy next week. But because you know there's gonna be a lot. We got a lot to look forward to. But before, but um, before we get into next week, we got some news. News and gossip. Give me all the tea. Mainly gossip because, as you guys know, we have the season finale coming up, and there have been two major rumors going Mm. on. One is who's going to die because Mm. you can't have a season finale without someone dying, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right? I need death. Right? Give me death. So there's very strong emotions, and some you know leakers who are very uh, notable in terms of on the internet of leaking very noteworthy and usually true, very times true uh, rumors that end up becoming fact is that the rumor has it that Donna is not long for this world that we will be Mm. losing we will be losing Donna very soon and that we may also be losing Jason Todd uh, you know that that's a second runner up but the very strongest rumors kind of leaning towards truth is that Donna's going to die I feel like that you can't lose too much hope on that though because of the fact that in the comics she does die too but she does come back yeah. So, I mean, we all know in superhero worlds, people die. Look at Jericho. Jason, and they get to come back in some fashion or form. Jason Todd does too, correct? He does die in the thing, but at the Joker's hands in okay. the comics. So, I don't know unless they switch that out. But that's the two strongest rumors that Donna and Jason Todd are not long for this world. And that we will be losing both of them. Or strongly 
leaning towards losing Donna in the season finale. That's unfortunate. Yes. If I had my choice, it'd be Dove, but you know, it is what it'd it be is. Sorry. Same. Lo- I'm sorry, <laughs> Love Dove. You both, but yeah. My bad. <laughs> and then the second rumor that's going on, a very strong sentiment of who, oh yes, y'all, for those of you who are probably going to hate this news, we are probably going to be getting more characters <laughs> next season. More backstories. Yeah, more flashbacks. <laughs> yes. Uh, the rumors is that we are probably going to be getting Wally West and also Roy Hart. Harper yeah. next season. Now we saw, I think we saw Donna text Roy mm-hmm. they, or get a call from they Roy did mention a few Roy. episodes. So they we're probably going to see him show up. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably because of Donna's death. Maybe he'll show up and he'll be mad at somebody. And also Wally West par- perhaps, which see. is awesome if we got Wally West. You know what was crazy is I'd be very surprised because we already have, we don't have, well we do have Wally West in the CW on The Flash. But he's not around anymore. He's yeah. like off doing his own things. But it's it'd be weird to kind of have two of the similar um, superheroes on the show. Yeah. So I'll be. But I am a hundred percent down. I'll be if down they for do, Wally West. If they do have a Wally West, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So let us know in the chat. Like, who do you want to join next season? Mm. Do you want anyone to join next season? <laughs> out, out of all of this, although I do awesome, yeah, exactly. But Wally West, I actually don't want anyone new. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely an option. Like, who do you want? Don't want do any. You think like this <laughs> roster is full, y'all. I think it's full. Let us know. Should but we also, subtract? <laughs> do you think Donna is not long for this world? Make your predictions and mm-hmm. like in the comments and whatnot because we love hearing from you and we always love and give us a like and yeah. all yeah. that great stuff. Five stars. We love it when you do. Exactly. They literally <laughs> make us the ESPN and TV dogs. They really so do. we thank you guys for that. Before we leave, quick predictions. What's happening your next on the TV season finale of DC's Titans? Um, I think Donna is going to die. <laughs> That's that's really my prediction. I yeah. ju- I'd rather it be Dove, but I think if Donna dies, it's going to be the most significant. And I think Jason's going to leave the show. I don't think Jason's going to die. I think he's just going to be like, I don't want to be around anymore, and I need to go off on my own. I agree with that. I I want that too for um for Jason, and I really want I really want Rose to go off with him. <laughs> no, no, and like, okay. and not even in a bad way because I want them to have. I would love. I love their dynamic. I love how like. Um, crazy, not crazy, but they don't really abide by the rules. Yeah. They, they're kind of wild cards, and I love that. And I think they need to exploit that. And I think that'd be a great first second show. Um, I think they're somehow they're gonna get rid of this Cadmus problem quick, and I think it's gonna be Superboy and Agar and the whole Teen Titans fighting Slade, and I think it's going to be a big epic battle, but we will see, and that is it for us. Um, we have one more week. The whole crew should be back. We will talk about it all, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys, so I thank you guys as always for coming in, and we'll, before we leave, where can they find you, though? You can find me on Rotten Tomatoes, as I'm a certified film and TV critic, and also on my YouTube channel, where I review horror and dark fantasy movies on Twisted Woman CKR. That's what's up, what's up, and you guys can follow me at Jeff Will Jr. on all your social media platforms but like i said we appreciate you guys sticking sticking with us and we will see you guys next week peace our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.